0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama. Trent Condon. Four.
1: This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
2: All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday live in studio. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, here today at the bottom of the hour, we'll start with Iowa State with our guy Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Uh, the latest from Nick, what lies ahead this week. Uh, that's coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then about 10 minutes before noon, his daily regular segment throughout the month of August. The voice of the Chiefs is Mitch Holtis. He joins us every single day, for the most part, uh, to talk about the Chiefs. The latest on training camp. Of course, they've got one preseason game in the books. Uh, We'll recap that with the voice of the Chiefs. Papa John's of Central Iowa sponsors. That's coming up at 10 minutes before noon. Baseball conversation to start our number two. Boy, Wander Franco in the news for all of the wrong reasons in Tampa Bay. Timing is everything, right? Good morning, GC. Hey, what's up? Did you see the promotion that the Tampa Bay Rays had yesterday? No. Do you know the Wander Franco story I'm referring to? No. Apparently, he is, um, I don't know where to put that. That's, he, he's seeing, dating a 14-year-old girl. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, and um, he was pulled from the game yesterday. A game in which the Tampa Bay Rays were giving out some kind of, I think it's called a kickback hat. Okay. heard that? No. But the but the disclaimer at the bottom is for 14 year olds and under.
3: Oh. Yeah, it's bad luck. It's
2: a bad luck. Uh, it's worse luck for Wander Franco mm-hmm. uh who was apparently not on the team plane as the race flew to San Francisco uh, to begin a, a, a series this week. So uh, Wander Franco But it will be more baseball than just Wander Franco. But boy, oh boy, this has the makings of a terrible, terrible story. For all included, uh, we will see where it goes. Uh, and then uh, finally, Scott Docterman will be here. We'll take a, a look back at the weekend with Doc, go back to Friday for the media day. But I think more importantly, spend uh, a good majority of the time talking about Saturday's uh, scrimmage, uh, Saturday's open practice, kids' day uh, in Iowa City. We'll get his takes. Of course, the collective fan base held their breath, my God, mm-hmm. when Cade McNamara goes down in an on-contact. And, you know, those can be just as bad as the contacts, if not worse. And that was the first thing that cropped into just seeing the uh, the video of it on Twitter, thinking, oh, my God, not like this. Not like this. This expectations around this team – and in the open practice, this is how it's going to end. My God. But I all, fingers crossed. It looks okay. It looks okay.
3: Yes. Uh, a couple of reports that are out there. David Eichold had something over at 247 Hawkeye Insider that said, looks like a strain, a quad strain is what it is. Now, you do wonder, is that something that can linger for a while? Talking about a surgically repaired knee. And sometimes it's not the actual injury, it's kind of the other things mm-hmm. that go along with it that can lead to another injury. But when you see the video Ugh. of the play, you just run it forward. That's all he's doing. He just stumbles and goes mm-hmm. down, and no ice on the leg as he made his way back out. Yeah, that from was the locker good to room. see. Yep, that was good to see. No crutches, nothing nope. on the leg, no brace, anything like that. So that's a positivity. Mm-hmm. They're going to brace that thing up. Put a brace on the knee, gonna limit mobility a little bit, but Deacon Hill's gonna get a whole bunch of reps in a well, the couple screwed, of weeks. Because Deacon Hill is not good.
2: That's the Wisconsin transfer? Yeah, he's bad. Got a big arm.
3: Big arm, big move. move. He yeah. can't move? No, he's 300 pounds. Oh Jesus. No, come on. Oh yeah. He's that big? He'd eat you for dinner. <laughs> he's a big boy. Is he really? Oh yeah. He's he's Jared Lorenzen big. That kind he of is. size? Yes.
2: Man. And the height to go with it? Or no. Oh, he's not. No. He, he's no. not 6'5", 6'0". Oh, he's squatty. Squatty. A solid oh, 6'2", man.
3: 285. <laughs> Just eyeballing it. He's a big man. 6'2", 285. He cannot move around. And a statue with that offensive line yeah, because...
2: Yeah, we've seen that before.
3: The reports are not exactly glowing. Now, they're going up against one of the best defensive lines in the That's country. That's true. And the, deep best, the deepest defensive line in the country. Is that hyperbolic? Well, I, off the top of my head, I don't know all of them, but I will say this, this this is going to probably be in any conversation. So, the kid that was one of the stars of the show, right? One of the 91? Of, yeah, one of the big names that came out yep. there, Brian Allen. Right. He is realistically their 11th defensive lineman. Jesus. And he stole the show on Saturday. Yeah. That's the I, Had depth you heard probably. of him before this? I just knew him and Caden Crawford were the two redshirt freshmen. Okay, but were they going to play? I never now. heard of him. No, I, none of our Hawkeye guests. Yeah. I don't think have ever ever uttered his name. Well, because he don't get to number eleven right. usually on a defensive <laughs> right. line
2: depth chart. But this backs up your point: how deep they are. Because here is the kid who comes out, and he's eleven, and he stole the show. <laughs> right.
3: That's the depth that they have up front. I don't think it's hyperbolic. I think that now that they are going like, to
2: lose a little depth when Channing yeah. does ultimately get right. You know his. Uh, uh, suspension, um,
3: which who knows when that's going to happen. But back to the offensive line. So this is how they started things out: Richmond at left tackle, okay. Colby at left guard, yeah. Logan Jones at center, mm-hmm. Nick DeYoung at right guard, and Jennings Dunker at right tackle. They don't have tackles. That continues to be the problem. Huh. Jennings Dunker is not a tackle. Okay. Richmond. Maybe. They like him there, Trent.
2: I know. I know. They hear a bunch of good stuff about him. Uh, you know what? The, of the Logan Jones is
3: settled, yep. and so is Richmond. Yep. Those are the. two. Those are the two. Yep. And Colby, we've heard varying degrees. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely not a tackle. He's tried to do it, and he hasn't been good at it. Young, yeah. same thing. They just don't have tackles. They have to hope that Dejon Parker hits. That this is the one that works. I believe. If this offensive line is going to be even B minus, they need to have him be. The guy. Well, There's been a lot of
2: hype. There's been a lot of positive conversation about that offensive line over the last week.
3: Is this Kirk just trying to I will it know. into
2: existence, though? Maybe. He's praising his coach. He's praising the players. He
3: praised them last year. They stunk. Mm-hmm. That was as bad of an offensive line since he had two, no, since 2000. Been, it was, it was awful. awful. It was bad. And the last two years have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Is this him just trying to will it into existence, or is this real? Because from the reports on Saturday, definitely didn't appear to be real. What about Rusty Feth? What, uh, what did you hear about him? Anything? Backup, figuring it out. So he will be a backup? Well, I think he's fighting right now with young, probably for that right guard position. Okay. I would anticipate that's going to be the case. It'll be those two guys. And you know what September is? For Kirk to roll out nine different guys and try to figure it out. Yeah. And they have depth. I mean, they have guys that have played. Tyler Ellsbury's well, got... it can't be as bad as last year. Well, it can't be. But how much better will it be? Mm-hmm. If it's not significantly better... It's going to be a problem. So what does this do, this, this
2: injury? What does it do to McNamara as, as far as how they're going to use him? Will they limit some of the stuff that's in there? Will they try and – because, again, he scrambled out to his right, mm-hmm. and there was no contact, and he went down. Put him in a hyperbaric chamber until Jesus. September comes? Until the Penn State game? <laughs> right.
3: Let's just go out there and win a couple of games, 17-3, to and, and call it good until right. we get to that one? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if Deacon Hill can do that, though. I mean, that hurt, and that, Joe Labus is hurt. That's right. It's, absolutely.
2: And mm. Joe Labus,
3: he was listed so, as the backup. He was in behind first. McNamara, yeah. and then it was Deacon Hill. I liked Labus, what we saw from him in the bowl game last year. They didn't let him do a ton. Uh huh. He looked adequate. <sighs> I would certainly take him over Hill. Hill didn't play at Wisconsin. Nope. He was on his way to Fordham. Yep. Bud Meyer knew, hey, we need so a little depth. So was it
2: coaching Wisconsin because you see the Gray Mertz got uh, anointed, the, uh, he's got the starting role? Well... I mean I don't know not what he's got. I don't know. But I mean he walked into a place and he's gonna start. It's not like they waited till late in Camp. They anointed him as the starter the first week in August. Is it coaching?
3: I don't think that's singing the praises exactly of, of what the they quarterback had. depth chart down there. All right.
2: Well, kid from the Big Ten that looked like I mean, didn't look very good. He was lost. Other than the first game of his career on that yeah. Friday night, was it at Northwestern or at Illinois? Illinois. Just I mean he, I remember coming into work on Monday. Heis, probably bought a Heisman tape. Well, yeah, probably did. <laughs> yeah. I know how I know how you work. Uh-huh. Know what else? I, uh, you know where my uh, my focus on my app was last night? uh Oh, yeah. I watched Hard Knocks, and you became oh, a Jets they're believer. They're going to win it all, baby. I told you it was good. Wasn't it was it? really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was the Aaron Rodgers show. It was. Yeah, and it should have been. I mean, these the story, right? A Hall of Famer, in waiting, walks into your uh, talent-starved organization, and of course he's going to be the focal point. And he's, he's, he's good with a microphone in front of him. He's quirky. Uh, they got some dudes. Mm-hmm. They got
3: some dudes. They do. They got stars. Yes, they got... on
2: both sides of the football they Absolutely. got stars. Because this Sauce Gardner, mm-hmm. oh my God, is he something. He's a lockdown corner. He is a lockdown corner.
3: Yeah, As he... a... Rookie last year. Him and Wilson going head to head every day it's too. That's fantastic, isn't it? That was a fun part of uh-huh. it too. Fantastic. Seeing Sauce go back and mm-hmm. get his degree. Yep. That was a really cool. That was moment. good too. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought reminded me about that. Hard Knocks has got me sucked in oh, now Oh yeah. Now keep you there. Now that's the problem right. because how many times you always talk me into watching the first episode. Mm-hmm. And second, yeah. But by the time we get to week three, we're closer to football. There's right. other things going on. Right. Week zero is upon us for college football, high school football. It just it seems to dissipate. This one, though, I think it might be around. I might make it to the end. I here. think
2: this may have saved hard knocks. They needed it. They needed it because it had been going the wrong way, and mm-hmm. they backed into it that the Jets were eligible to be a part of it, and then they got to one of the um, biggest talkers in all of the game, right? in Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. uh, it was real good, but uh, it got me looking at that roster after I watched it. Mm, yep. What'd you fire at? Super Bowl? Uh, exactus.
3: Oh, oh exactus. Yeah. Huh? Super Bowl, exactus. So them against the Eagles, them against the Cowboys. Yep. I know you love the Cowboys. Yep. And the Niners. And the Niners. And then flipped them
2: around. Yeah. Got over a hundred to one on uh the Jets on top and then like seventy to one, seventy five to one the other way. But um I love those exactness. And we shall see as we get closer to football. All right, so not a lot of Iowa State news over the weekend apparently, which I guess is good. Right. <laughs> that uh is it over for them as far as the gambling stuff? Is is the only shoe left to drop um maybe punishments, mm-hmm. length of punishments, and then the other shoe is going to drop in Iowa City. Because we haven't been, there's no, been no names other than Noah Shannon officially,
3: mm-hmm. um, officially put out there. Because we're looking, the next tier is the guys that are NCAA problems. right? The guys that were over 21 years old, were not using fake identities in order to bet either underage or just because they wanted to bet but didn't want to have their name associated. Mm-hmm. It feels like that part's over. Mm-hmm. The Iowa State names that have been out there since May. Well, we were on the air and we had the names. Those... All have come now to the surface. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other names that you have heard in Iowa State?
2: No, the only, the, the only one we didn't know was the backup uh, offensive line. What's his name? Dodge Saucer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a walk-on. I'd never heard of had him. I'd never
3: played before. Right,
2: so. and that was the only name that we uh, didn't get on day one mm-hmm. uh, of this breaking. But no, I have not heard any uh,
3: further Iowa State names. We have continued to drop the hints. Defensive backfield right. is what we have heard. A yep. couple of guys that are starters. A couple of right. guys, meaning two. But, yeah, again... We will see if that oh. comes to fruition. Nobody mm-hmm. has been able to. I and, guess, the, and they're practicing. They are. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that's kind of the part that you And it's wondering. not Cooper DeGee. Nope. Nope. No.
2: And, and it's, it's not Xavier.
3: And it's not the guy from Southeast Bowl. <laughs> right. right. So connect dots. Right. But the, again, those are just the names that are rumored out uh-huh. there, but nothing official. And what does that mean? What has to change? Now, that the cornerback looked pretty good, it looked like, on Saturday. Sean Lee made a couple of plays. You saw TJ Hall. Who, you know, so many people, because of what happened in Nebraska, were just ready to throw him out. Yep, nope, this guy is not mm-hmm. going to work for him. Mm-hmm. How many guys? Well, Riley Moss. You remember him early like, in his career. Yeah, he's a third round pick for crying out loud. How maligned he was. Bradley Fletcher, who played the league for nine years. Did, did he play that long? He was awful. early, Just terrible. Yeah. Early in his career. Yeah. And, and people with Phil Parker as the defensive back coach and defensive coordinator just, nope, had a bad game against Nebraska. He stinks. Well, Riley Riley Moss was never going to see the field again after they threw him in. Where was that? Purdue? Yeah. Yeah, the Purdue game. And they were flipping cornerbacks trying to figure out the French wide receiver. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Got clobbered Uh by a French receiver. Had a bad game against Minnesota. But yet in that same game against Minnesota, he ended up with two interceptions. But it was he was under fire. Mm -hmm. And he figured it out. And turned into an All-American. T.J. Hall is going to be a good cornerback. Deshaun Lee looked like he Mm -hmm. was going to be a good cornerback. And as they've been trying to find depth, now, if there is a safety, and we hear there is a safety, not Xavier, right? (laughs) Sebastian Castro, if you move him out of cash, the entricker kid who we've had a bunch of people mention to us, Mm -hmm. Cohen Entricker, that has a possibility of either, he was the backup cash. Is that the best position for him? You move Castro back to safety. Do you kind of play that route? That's what we have to wait and see. But... For the NCAA, they've had information now for months, fair to say. During baseball season, I... we heard that these guys, they thought they were going to have an answer. Leading into the Big Ten tournament, they were going to have an answer. That final season, regular season series, they were going to have an answer. That was in May We're mm-hmm. in August. Right. What more do they need? They know the numbers. If it's four games, just come out and say it. If it's six mm-hmm. games, come out and say it. If it's one game, let them know. They've had it for long enough. What's the holdup? Legal, could be.
2: What um, I, 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 lawyers I, I, are involved? That's and we that's do know. My, that. yeah, yes. That's true. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my my guess, mm-hmm. and it's nothing more than a guess. I don't know. We will. Um, I guess we'll find out when we find out. I mean, yeah. I hate to put it like that, right? But that's seemingly the spot that we're in right now.
3: So you mentioned you played an exacta mm-hmm. with. The Jets, mm-hmm. which cracks me up and shouldn't come as a surprise. I played one exacta When we were you were in, in Vegas. Vegas? Yes. Put one down for the NFL. One team over the other. I already have... You only have one team? And well, did, you, did you reverse it? No. Or... God, no. no. I'll just hedge out of it. Okay. If need be. I played, when we first talked about this, what, about two months ago? Yep. I played Eagles over Bengals. And that was, what was it, 60 to 1, something like that. I played one more when I was out there. Ravens over Eagles. Ninety-six to one. Is that the price? It's a pretty good price. It is a good price.
2: Look, that division trend is oh. going to be so tough, so tough. Um, Burrow, I think, is practicing or getting close to practicing. So maybe the gloom and doom that he's going to miss the first uh, month of the season—that's not going to stand. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Tomlin's never under five hundred in his career. After year right? Cleveland. What's their total? Their, their total's like nine. Yeah. So they're going to be good, you would think. The Bengals and the Ravens? Oh, my gosh. This this The AFC is just sick. It's nuts. Try and find the team, and nobody likes the Bills. Okay, maybe not. Nobody's a little bit over the top. But this time last year, we couldn't get, you couldn't buy enough Buffalo Bills tickets, right? Buffalo's the team. This is their going to be their year. Blah, blah, blah. Bills, Bills this. Bills that. Um, Step back. I, but
3: is it, might we be just be trying to outthink ourselves here on this team? And what happened with DeMar Hamlin? How impactful ah, was that inside the locker there room? There you go. Good point. That's one that's still, mm-hmm. when we bring up Buffalo, that always lingers in the mm-hmm. back. You a teammate almost die. Yes. What does that do to your psyche? Mm-hmm. What does that do as he's sitting in a hospital? Right. What does that do to you week after week, the preparation at the end of the season? Not only that, but the way that it shuffled the season and what they didn't know until week 18, what the end of their schedule was going to look like right. and if they were going to have to play an extra game. And yeah. That's absolutely impactful. I mean, what do we see? Football teams are like you, right? You like to have everything set up. Yes, that structure. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have structure nope. last year. Nope. I, I think it's something that needs to be probably brought up more with Buffalo. Because it. I'm with you. It's not that their window closed. Josh Allen's not going to suddenly... Uh-uh. Turn into Trent Dilfer. He's going to be good. Mm-hmm. They got weapons. Yep. Offensive line, good. Defense is good. Mm-hmm. They have pieces. Yes, they do. It's not bad. It's not a bad thought. Because- Micah
2: Hyde was out all all year last mm-hmm. year for the most part, was he not? Von Miller missed a lot of time. Now he's getting older, but he can still get to the quarterback. We'll see. Uh, before we get to Zach, uh, just just one more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really disappointed sitting in Circa. Not because of Circa. Okay. <laughs> uh, on Friday night. Um Sean Payton had to leave the first-string offense in against second- and third-teamers until into the second quarter because Russell Wilson looks so pathetically bad, so incredibly washed up. Uh, And any conversation is one of the biggest, worst contracts in the history of sports. Uh, I know it's one preseason game. Mm -hmm. Sean Payton is a quarterback whisperer, at least we're told that, as Broncos fans. They looked atrocious. The offensive line couldn't block. Russell Wilson was awful in the football game. The numbers speak for themselves. They had to go for it on fourth and down against third stringers to get a touchdown, to go off the field feeling kind of positive about themselves. That was
3: it. And as bad as Russell Wilson was, Jacksonville was worse.
2: Yes, it's terrible. This franchise is so far behind the eight ball because of this con man at quarterback. And that's what he is. He pulled the wool over an entire franchise's eye. Tried to do it twice. Seattle got got smart and um, got out while the getting was good and robbed the Broncos. Two first-round picks. Three players. Two second-round picks. And then the, they turned around and signed this guy to the biggest one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. If you're a Broncos fan, it's going to be a long next five years.
3: And we got a jaded one in front of me. And you're going to
2: hear from him, because <laughs> he's got a microphone. Zach, thanks for being patient. Zach, welcome. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, sorry to hear about your Jays losing two or three to my Cubs. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun series, but you know what? The, uh, the Cubs are good for business here. The Jays mm-hmm. really aren't, so there was a little consolation in it for me.
1: Yeah, so that was my question. You know, looking at uh, the Cubs' upcoming schedule, I think they got two at the stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got the Royals, then they got the Tigers, and then the Pirates. Oh my. And I'm not sure exactly what the Brewers' schedule is looking like, but I think they got four against the Dodgers coming up. I mean, is there a real possibility that yes, the Cubs could possibly mm-hmm. overtake Milwaukee in the Central here by in the next two weeks? Uh,
2: I think so. Yes, here's the here's the, the the last three games of the regular season are at. What's it called now? Miller Park for me forever. Yeah, right? yeah. Um uh, the last the final three games, the final
3: weekend of the regular season is in Milwaukee. How good how big could that potentially be? And by the time these two teams get together again at the end of August, this is what Milwaukee has going forward. You mentioned it is three at the Dodgers this week. Yep. Tuesday through Thursday. Okay. Then over the weekend they go to the Rangers. First place. Two for the Twins. First place. And three with the Padres. All right, a having a bad team. year, but they need, to, they need to put some wins together. That's I, what they've got until the end of August? And then they go to Chicago to face the Cubs for three. Wow. That's a difficult one. After that, the Brewers still have the Phillies for three at the Yankees, the Marlins, who is not as easy as you'd think. Yeah. Uh four for the Cardinals, four three more at the Marlins Cardinals again, and then that last series against the Cubs. Wow. 40. Not easy for Milwaukee no, Cubs. But if fans? you're Cubs
2: fans, hope that uh, Adam Wainwright uh, gets forced out because you may see him a couple <laughs> of times and boy, he's bad. Uh yeah, Zach, look at uh, they're absolutely alive. They're going to fly over their win total of seventy seven, uh, which means something for some of us in the uh well in this room. Yeah. Um but oh, yeah, thank God for the, me too, because I have a over ticket on their win. Well a boy. Yep. At Atta boy, looks like you're going to catch. We're all feeling good. Yep, absolutely. Zach, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Yep, good to talk to you. Uh Yeah, big weekend for the Cubs. Cubs are playing well. The they Cubs are. are playing really well. That's a good baseball team. It is. It's a good, solid yep. baseball team. Yep. Bullpen's all right. Bullpen's good. This is a sod guy that they've got. Yes. To, why, where did they get him from?
3: I don't remember where he
2: came from. I think he, was a, he came up as a relief pitcher, didn't he? He did, yeah. And they've converted him to a starter. Boy, oh, boy, he's unhittable some nights. They're in good shape. They are in good shape now. Three there's... and a half back. Uh huh.
3: Plenty of baseball to be played.
2: There is. Um, Steele's been terrific. Stroman's got to come back and be Stroman. Hendricks. I mean, he's you know he's okay. Uh, what's it? Uh, Tyon was not good the other day, but he's been really good. He's for been good six yep, weeks. He's been good. And I also
3: like coming out of the bullpen to close mm-hmm. games at the end of it. This guy's been lights out, dynamic. Cubs have 44 games remaining they're 61 and 57 let's say they win half of them well they go they win 25 okay. 25 and 19 that gets them to 86 wins that's going to do it That'll that win that's that the number you have to think I think that's the number trend the Milwaukee schedule is much more difficult than uh-huh. what the Cubs have and
2: 85 86 I think is going to win the division hmm Boy, we're in a good spot with our overs, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we thought we were last year with the Twins, too. Oh. And then they lost seemingly every game for the last three weeks
3: of the season. They did. Oh, my God. That God. was a bad. That one. was home My free. Cincinnati ticket, 25-1, to 1. is it time to cash out? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would.
2: I don't think you have a chance. They're
3: also three and a half back, but it just doesn't happen. No, nah, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it, does it? No. I think the Cubs have the momentum. Mm-hmm. They've got the pitching. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm.
2: they got the hitting. Um Swanson's been terrific. How about Mike Talkman. Well, I mean, where does this come from? Cody Bellinger, I hope they find a way to re-sign this guy. Yes. It's going to be pricey. But isn't this the kind of guy you want to add in the off season? You go after Otani, it's out? not going to happen. It's, it's probably not, right? right? And then you get Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's a pretty
3: good consolation prize.
2: Christopher Morrell is still learning to play the game. Yes. And look, I mean, he's, has he got 20 or he's real close? Wisdom got 20, his 20th over the weekend. Look, he can't hit for average, save no. his life. He's below 200, but he's got 20 bombs. Got pop, get mm-hmm. on base a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's okay in
3: today's baseball. I,
2: and I didn't even mention Nico Horner, who's been phenomenal on this team. He's Nico been Horner's excellent. been
3: phenomenal. You know, Swansby added some professionalism mm-hmm. to the lineup and, and just, you're solid up the middle now. Yes. You're Keystone Twins. You were mm-hmm. in good shape up mm-hmm. the middle. You put Bellinger in center, that's Mm -hmm. pretty good up the gut. Even Nick Madrigal. (laughs) He can help out. He can help out. For a bench bat, for a guy with some versatility, Mm -hmm. he's a fine guy to have in that role.
2: Nick Olsen is next. Iowa State conversation underway on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106points.com. and welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holt is coming up in about 15 minutes for his daily visit with Trent and I. He's sponsored by uh, Papa John's here in Central Iowa. Right now, let's get to Nick and He covers Iowa State 24-7 sports. CycloneAlert.com. There was some news that broke during our opening segment or maybe uh, just prior to. I didn't see it. Uh, but uh, Isaiah Lee has left the football program. It is official. Isaiah Lee, no longer a cyclone he joins uh what that saucer kid that we talked about mm-hmm. and hunter decker's walking away nick joins us nick trenton ken thanks for coming on nick Olson, how are you I'm doing
1: very well, guys. How are you doing today? Doing
2: well. Uh, the, the Isaiah Lee uh, news, I I don't think it uh, comes as a shock. Now, let me ask you this, Nick. I was told by two different people, and you, you don't have to chime in if you don't want to, that I was told that um, that Isaiah Lee, they, the, the staff knew it was coming. They didn't know the extent uh, that he was betting uh, against his team as it was found out that he did. I thought he was moving into coaching. Had you ever heard... A peep about that at any point that they were going to, you know, Lee wasn't going to, play, his football career was going to end, but at some point he was going to join the staff. I mean, obviously he won't anymore, uh, now that it's uh, come to light that he bet on his team. Had you heard that, Nick, or no?
1: Yeah, Ken, so you know, a couple things with that. Absolutely uh, correct that the staff had, you know, kind of known some potential with what was coming with Lee. You know, we, we've talked before uh, off air that he was expected to be done. They'd did not necessarily know the extent like you said and I think coaching whether it was with Iowa State or just kind of a natural transition uh wrapping up his playing career I I did hear that that was you know a possibility for him but especially if that was looked to be with the Cyclones Ken that obviously is no longer going to happen and you know it's just kind of uh you know a tough thing I, I think to see from all angles obviously he really got into the program and, and was active in it for the most part before my time kind of got mm-hmm. going here, but, you know, thought very highly of, and yeah, just, I think, truly, you know, shocking is maybe a word uh, for some of these most recent results that we've seen with Lee. Ken.
3: Jake Rensberg, a guy that was certainly an anticipated starter this year, no betting on Iowa State, no betting on Iowa State football. What do, what's the plan with him? Because, the way you look at it with the NCAA bylaws, if it's over $800, you're looking at, what, a four-game suspension more than likely. Is that kind of the game plan? Is that is the feeling or for Remsburg or any of the other guys that didn't bet on Iowa State? Is there a possibility that maybe their time at Iowa State is over and they just move on?
1: Hmm. You know, based on what I've kind of seen most recently, Trent, and I guess what I've heard or maybe didn't hear specifically, I, I do think there is a chance uh, for some of these other guys that their time, you know, could be done. Obviously, things with Jarell Brock that came out uh, were certainly not maybe as positive as expected. But, but with Remsburg, I had last heard, and this was about a week and a half ago. But you know, even before those results, and I'm not sure those changed anything. He was a guy that there was, I think, still some optimism around Trent. Whether that was just kind of seamlessly making his way back, uh, at least with the program, not necessarily starting. You know, I'm not even sure that he would have been uh, penciled in as a lock, I guess I would say, just because, and I've, you know, heard this really on the record from from players and assistants, as well as just checking in behind the scenes. I think Ryan Clanton is just really going to go with his best, most, you know, kind of physical, violent guys and put them where he thinks they could be. So It's kind of a long-winded way to say I think there's still optimism, at least as of last week with Jake, but I'm not sure his role would have been uh, maybe what we expected, Mm -hmm. whether he was involved in this or not.
2: Yeah, and uh, Tribers a guy that's got some experience uh, playing in that spot. Um, they seem to like him. Last year, we'll see. Uh, so I want to go back to Isaiah Lee's now vacant position. Dominic Orange, I guess it's his time, Nick, to step up there was some, you know, some uh, good things said about him last year. Uh, Isaiah Lee started every game, got all of the starts, but Orange is a guy that they have uh, some expectations for. Fair to say?
1: Yeah, Ken, I, I think. Excuse me, I think that's more than fair to say. Honestly, I've gotten the sense the expectations for a guy like Dom Orange are about as high as almost anyone within the program. Now, if he were a true freshman right now, I would say they are as high as anyone. Obviously, he's gotten a year into the program, but just the way he's not transformed but shifted his body a little bit, become more vocal along the defensive line, I think that the the talent and what that interior spot is kind of used for and needed in this Iowa State defense is very evident with Orange. And frankly, I, I've heard several times from several people these last couple months that he just looks game-ready, Ken, and that he can be a real game-wrecker in that nose spot. So I think clear expectations, and as I just put on the board a little bit ago, He's got a higher ceiling than Isaiah Lee regardless. Mm. I think that's, you know, pretty evident. But where you miss Lee, where you would miss Lee is potentially some of that depth spot or, yeah. you know, you hope nothing worse would happen with a potential injury or anything like that with Orange, but with the depth, I think, you know, that can hurt, but in terms of just sheer starting star power and a high ceiling, I am absolutely an orange guy, and I think he's got a lot of fans in that building.
2: All right, so uh, let me follow up on what you said, Nick, because I think you're spot on. So if Orange is the guy, Lee's not going to be there to give to give him, uh, you know, any uh, a blow, if you will. Um, so who's behind Dominic Orange? That's, I guess, my question.
1: Yeah, Ken. So I think here you're going to. Ha- I'm going to say a couple names uh, because I've gotten the sense we've seen it with our own eyes in games with the first player. And the second, he, he's gained a little buzz uh, with his versatility. And that'll be J.R. Singleton, who Iowa State fans should really know by now. He's played a lot. He's a little dinged up last year, but can play inside and outside. I personally like him better inside. I think he fits better there uh, with some of the depth that they may have on the outside. And then uh, Toby tobetji uh from Auburn. I think that there's a lot that he can do. Inside and out, I do think at times you can potentially see him as more of an end. But with those guys, I think they will be kind of two of the other, we'll say, top three bodies uh, that you will see on the interior along with Dom Orange. I, I will be honest. I think there's a bit of a uh, just sheer, you know, star power drop, like I said. But I think that with Singleton healthy and what I've gotten the sense of this staff, thanks of O'Coley and some of his versatility, I think the D-line is going to be a a strength and a group that will impress based on who they lost as well.
3: Tight end position, we're going to see some youngster youngster certainly out there and obviously the Deshaun Hanika news adds to that. Tyler Moore's been a guy that I've always been intrigued with going back to his days in Johnston, uh, calling his games a really, really talented guy. Got size, 6'5", 260, can go up and make plays. Got Easton Deeds still around. How about some of the young names? And it sounds like maybe a couple of freshmen with an opportunity to play and some of those two tight end packages.
1: Yeah, Trent, so I have not been shy, you know, especially on this show, uh, really since March or April. You know, tight ends. And safeties. I'll say that all year. I think those groups are just going to impress a lot of young talent. I, and I'm even going to include some walk-ons at tight end, but specifically the scholarship guys to know. Ben Bramer, you know, that was a Nebraska flip that Iowa State got. And it sounds like the weight he's put on, the way that, you know, he's able to catch the football, move with it, as you saw it in Nebraska, it's going to be hard not to see him playing even as a true freshman. Gabe Burkle kind of has the build as well as some of the blocking ability in addition to pass catching uh, to carve an early role. This is just his second year in the program. Andrew Keller, a fellow Wanakee native. I think <laughs> that when he gets on the field, uh, he will definitely shine in pass catching. I think that he's already put about, off memory, I want to say 40 pounds, 45 pounds since he's gotten to campus, but still can fill out a little bit more. And then you know I'm going to say it, guys. The name of last year. Plots, here we that, go. He is. Uh, he's he's going to get kind of his spots for blocking, but from what I've kind of heard, been consistent and more in this fall camp. And, and then you mentioned Tyler Moore, who's had his best camp. So I think you're going to go probably consistently three to four deep. Uh, not even counting some of the blocking schemes as well there, Trent.
2: Hmm. Uh, well, then who's going to get him the football? We know it, Rebecca's yeah. going to get his chance. What are you hearing? I know you haven't had a chance to see him, um, and you've had a couple of visits with coaches. What's kind of the buzz, Rocco Beck, uh, maybe unofficially you know, from some of your sources, what are you hearing about Beck's camp so far? And Cole at the same time, if you would.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've been pretty consistent uh, with this, Ken. Kind of, I think that, you know, the staff has been really good in in impressors, specifically Campbell and and Shieldhouse a while back about kind of making these things uh, clear. I I think it's a legitimate battle. I I really do. You know, I say that here. I'll say it on my board. I, I think that is honest. I think that Rocco is ahead right now just because of his experience and what he's been able to do a little bit of game action, right? But, you know, I'm not even shying away or kind of being the the local guy, as I watched Cole. I mean, guys, his future is really bright. I think you'll see him at spots this year. And I'll say this: you obviously, obviously, we don't want you know any injuries or anything like that. But if something were to happen, we'll say to to a guy like Rocco or Cole needed to go in something of that nature. I'm getting the sense that he will be ready, and he's getting more and more ready, guys, uh, by the week in that QB room.
3: Kicker is always a position of. Concern for Iowa State, seemingly for last couple of decades, they bring one back in Jace Gilbert. It was certainly inconsistent a year ago during his freshman campaign. So they bring in a kid from Nebraska without a whole lot of fanfare in Chase Contreras. What can you tell us? Because I've seen a couple of notes for you that he's done a good job in press. Is he? Did he kick at Nebraska? Was he the a guy? little bit? Yeah, okay. a couple of years ago. Does he got a real chance of winning this job?
1: You know I'm not one, you
3: know, kind of to
1: speak in absolutes, but, yeah, Trent, he's got a shot. uh He's got a legitimate one at, at that. I think that, you know, like you said, maybe not a lot of fanfare. I think people – I mentioned his name in January or February, and I think people kind of forgot, you know, about him, and then he came on as a walk-on, you know, after the spring game. And I just think experience, experience, experience. I'll, I'll keep saying that word, but it seems like, That has really lent himself to finding some early success. Uh, I'm forgetting if it was Campbell or Coach Lang, but one of those respective coaches mentioned him last week when we were there. It might have been both of them. Similar to quarterback. That is still a a very legitimate competition. Um, But I will be surprised if he doesn't have a really good shot early on in the season. And one thing that's been really impressive that Coach Campbell spoke on is, you know, that's a high-pressure situation, high-pressure position. And you can see it on pictures. You can hear it from these coaches. Those guys have really supported each other. And just as a person covering this sport and this team, I think that's impressive, guys, because that's a spot where if you miss, everybody's there to see Mm -hmm. it, and you can kind of see who's falling down. And so I think, you know, that speaks some volumes to me. I like what I've heard about Chase. I think Shackford's done a really nice job when healthy, and, I think Jace Gilbert is still on this thing as well.
2: Hmm. Nick Olson, 24-7 com. Nick, uh, what have, uh, you get coaches, I want to say, well, middle of the week. What have you got coming up at uh, Cyclone uh, Alert.com?
1: Absolutely. So we've got the coaches uh, the middle of this week, guys. And, you know, I, I've got some important recruiting interviews to kind of come up. Mostly football, a little bit of basketball, a four-star legacy target I did an interview on, and Nick at night,
2: coming out at the end of the week as well, guys. Nice. Uh, Nick, let's talk during the week. Appreciate your uh, contribution, as always. Nick Olson, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com on Iowa State. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yep, good to talk to you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports. All right, we'll get our time out. We'll come back with the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. They were victorious yesterday. No, they weren't. They fell, didn't they? They did late, yeah. They did late. Uh, and if you had a plus a one and a
3: half like somebody did. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a stinger. That one leaves a mark. Yeah. So
2: how much of it did you see? None. Oh, you were on the airplane. You were on Legion, so yeah. you had no play. Our... Um, we had no internet on the flight home southwest. But you had things downloaded. Oh, I did. I yes. watched Johnny football. Well, it was... needed to be longer. That's the, that's the consensus I see. Yeah, I agree. There's it was really good. There's more to the story. There's more to the story. He was such a good college quarterback, yes. wasn't he? That first year. Oh, my God. And the second year, is still good. Well, yeah, but he was still good. But by then, he was, you yeah. know, um, cutting a pretty wide swath. <laughs> yes. uh, we'll talk to Mitch Holtis next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. At El Bay Chop. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs sees the voice. Mitch Holtis back from New Orleans. Papa John Central Iowa sponsors. Nick, uh, Nick. Uh, Mitch, before we get into the, um, just the logistical question. So you guys played yesterday, noon kickoff. When did you touch back down into Kansas City? Got everything back on the plane, all the gear, etc. From the time, I and mean, how, how long is that process?
0: Well, the game started at noon. We were back wheels down a little after 8 o'clock. Um, a little bit of a storm to dodge coming in. But then, I mean, that's a small army. It, it really is an interesting story. It could be a whole segment sometime, uh, especially in the preseason when you've got 90 guys right. and you've got extra. We've got we got coaching interns and we got training interns. we got everybody's got inter- Interns have interns, but... Uh, it's a small army, you know, a couple hundred people and equipment. You fly 767. And, uh, but Coach Reed is so organized that, uh, it's down literally to the second. I know that sounds crazy, but at least to the minute, it for sure to the minute. Um, but a lot of things have to happen and move on time and precisely. And those guys, you know, back at camp, that's what's weird about this week is you land and like you don't go home, you go back to camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's, uh, it's a logistical challenge. We have a guy named Mitch Reynolds, who's awesome, and an Iowa Hawk Hawkeye um, that also helps uh, in this deal. So, um, and and Brock Roberts, awesome. Uh, so is Mitch Reynolds. But basically, their work are as logistics officers. If I was going to give it a military mm. uh, analogy.
3: Quick takeaways from yesterday, Mitch, and what you walked away. Kind of your thoughts in the ultimately a loss to the Saints.
0: Yeah, plus minus. Let's go back to Friday when I kind of gave you a checklist. The first was with Chris Jones' absence, you know, what's the defensive line going to look like? And I'll show you that's the biggest concern probably coming out of this game, especially when the Saints' ones were out there. The offensive line just latched on to the defensive line, and, and the Chiefs, not, the, the pressure or stopping the run, or there just were very few winning plays when the ones were out there on the defensive front. There were from DBs. So that one would be a concern. A huge plus, though, was the second check mark was our checklist was wide receiver, and it actually flourished in this game. I mean, there were eight guys that had double-digit catches uh, in the contest, and Rasheed Rice had some nice uh, receptions. Uh, Justin Ross, the social media, yeah. you know, I think Snapchat actually crashed when he got the touchdown, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Richie James, who we're going to talk about here. But there's depth at wide receiver. You know, there's no Justin Jefferson. Uh, there's no Jamar Chase on this team. But, the, again, the sum of the parts has been enough to win two championships. Can it be enough to win another one? But I, I talked to Richie James. This week, you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into the other guys, like the old movie with uh, Marky Mark and Will Ferrell. The, I mean, the glue guys, the rank-and-file guys, you cannot win championships without them. And the bright lights of Mahomes and Kelsey are bright and should be bright. But sometimes it overshadows guys that get it done in the shadows. And one guy that could do that this year and has not been a Chief until this year is Richie James. And I ask him what this shot uh, means to him to be with the Chiefs.
3: I mean, everything. Uh, first of all, just another opportunity to, to play another year in the league. Uh, especially one of the best teams that you know, obviously just won a Super Bowl last year. So, uh, that's the goal, just to go back to another one. Players, the, the guys around me and learning their personalities and just trying to be a good teammate at the end of the day. Final question,
0: to be the number one punt returner and to be that for this team, what would that mean for you and this team?
3: Punt returner, kid returner, receiver, whatever that, that my job you know, calls me to be. So um, the goal is just to contribute in, in a positive way and, you know, like I said, be a, a good teammate at the end of the day.
0: That's music to Andy Reid's ears. Uh, this guy could really help Richie James help the Chiefs. He had a 43 yard reception yesterday and a touchdown following that up. But again, a glue guy, much like a McKinnon last year, because mm-hmm. this, this guy's injured. He's been injured. And, uh was with the 49ers, played against us in Super Bowl 54. He had a good year last year with the Giants. But don't sleep on Richie James uh, for the Chiefs and being effective.
2: May, if he does make it, may it come at the expense of a former Hawkeye and Mere Smith marset
0: uh, yes, it could. To answer your question, yes, it could. And Amir's got a fight here. There's, I told you there's 13 wide receivers could be six. That's a lot. I've even heard seven. That's a whole lot. So, but even then you can go through the, I could go through the guys with you and Amir would be, uh, on the six out probably. Yeah.
3: Makes a whole lot of sense. And yeah, difficult. And then find that spot, you know, those cut downs when they happen, how difficult, Mitch, you get to know these guys incredibly well. How difficult is that day for you and just everybody in the organization when you have those big cut-down days?
1: This isn't
0: fake. You're going to make me tear up on this one. Uh, I like I see an injury like Nazi Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it was right in front of me. I, I just walked away a little bit because uh, I knew what it meant for Nazi and how hard the kid had worked to get there and hopefully he'll fight back, a young guy. But uh, I've seen the day guys get cut and i i i never get used to it it uh it kind of pierces your soul now guys can come back make it with other teams come back with us smith marset came back with us he was actually active later in the season so that's what he's hoping for just stay on the radar but to answer your question it's you know ne- i hope to never get callous to it uh because dreams get dashed i mean so uh, it is not easy, and that's why there's a, just an overall tension in any camp, any of the 32, that you'll see, hey, there's 90 dudes here, and there's only going to be 53 to start the year. Well, you do the math. Yeah, and true. so, yes, it's not easy, never easy, ever, ever, ever.
2: Uh, we'll talk about more of those unsung heroes. I do want to ask you about the backup quarterback play that you mm-hmm. saw yesterday. We're out of time, though, because we've got to save the final minute to talk about our fine sponsors, the Donaldsons and Papa John's.
0: Well, I don't know if Blaine Gabbard likes Papa John's or not, but he might by the end of, you know, uh, the season. But, we yeah, we can talk about uh, those guys tomorrow, and i will have another unsung hero to throw your way. Um, but, honestly, yes, and the Donaldson's, hey, we're into football now. I mean, we've got high school football right there. And we've got, I think, Northern Iowa's playing Iowa State the first weekend. we got it all coming up, and the league, of course, is hot and heavy and fast and furious. So they've got this epic – Garlic Crust Pizza, a large thirteen ninety nine. dollars uh, Check it out. or their new boneless wings that they've got. Great for lunch, dinner, breakfast, supper, snack. I don't know. It's very romantic, too. So if you want to enhance romance, yeah. take Papa John's Pizza.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Mitch Holtus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. Thank what? you, buddy. <laughs> You're driving off the road. <laughs> See you, pal. Mitch Holtus, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Hour number two, we'll get into the baseball conversation. Tampa Bay's placed Wander Franco on the restricted list uh, as the league now has launched an investigation. Uh, We'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder, the Hawkeyes with Scott Dockerman, and Trent's plays of the day sponsored by Circus Sports. Hour to go, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.